Well, hello, everybody. How you doing? This is Bob Bro. Welcome to the Best Old Time Radio Podcast for Thursday, June the 10th, 2021. On Thursdays, we play an old-time radio western, and we have a good one, really good one today. We're going to play an episode of The Frontier Gentleman that was first broadcast on May the 11th, 1958. And this is a story about uh, Kendall looking for stories in the Old West, and he is told by the editor of the Cheyenne newspaper that old hyena Bob, who manages the Chugwater uh, stage station in uh, Wyoming territory is a colorful character filled with stories. And so Kendall is off to Chugwater. <laughs> While he's there, he meets some interesting people, and one of them has a deep, dark secret. This is a pretty good episode, it really is. I think you're going to enjoy it. So, Chester, you've got everything lined up, ready to go. Yep. So what I need you folks to do is to go over there and take a seat, make yourselves comfortable, get ready, or get rid of the stresses of the day, because we're going to come right back at you with this week's old-time radio western, The Frontier Gentleman. Let's do that again. Everybody sing. That's enough. All together. In Chugwater, Wyoming Territory, there is a way station for the Cheyenne and Black Hills stage line. Because of a rainstorm, I witnessed a tragedy there. Frontier Gentlemen. Here with an Englishman's account of life and death in the West. As a reporter for the London Times, he writes his colorful and unusual stories. But as a man with a gun... He lives and becomes a part of the violent years in the new territories. Now, starring John Daner, this is the story of J.B. Kendall, Frontier Gentleman. on my way to Chugwater. Jack Chase, editor of the Cheyenne Daily Press, had suggested that if I wanted an accurate picture of life in Wyoming territory, hyena Bob Saunders was the man to see. He ran the Cheyenne and Black Hill stage line station in Chugwater. In the coach with me were three other passengers, one a gray-haired, quiet man who introduced himself as Boone Thompson, the others Duncan Webster and his wife Rose. 
Webster, a dark-faced, handsome chap of about 40, was unaccountably nervous. His wife, composed in her middle 30s, a strong face, not unattractive. Our driver, Bill Cuttle, had expected us to arrive at our destination in the late afternoon. But a bad storm delayed us so that it was dark before we pulled into the Chugwater station. a mite wet, lady. Oh, Warm yeah. yourself over to the fire. Get that coat off. My name's Hyena Bob, folks. Now you just all sit down and I'll get hot coffee and vittles. Uh, Mr. Saunders? Oh, no, not Saunders, partner. Ain't nobody never called me Mr. Saunders except my wife. And the yellow grass has been waving over her and I on these 15 years. Oh, the name's Hyena Bob. What can I do for you? Come on over while I set the coffee off. Well, I'm J.B. Kendall. Well, I'm right proud to know you. Jack Chase mentioned your name. Chase? Yes. That little feller looks like a rooster stepping <laughs> high in the mud. <laughs> Newspaper feller, Chase? Cheyenne Chase? <laughs> yes, that's the one. <laughs> Why, I ain't seen him in two years or better. How is he? Oh, it's fine. Nice feller, that. You know, he done me a right smart favor once. You a friend of his'n? No, not a close friend, no. He but still got I... that newspaper of his'n? Yes. Oh, here, you stir that, will you? I'll get the mug yes, down. Yes, certainly. You, uh, on your way up to Deadwood, mister? No. As a matter of fact, I came here to see you. Do you say? I'm writing a series of stories on the West for my paper in England. Do you say? Newspaper full of yourself, huh? Yes. Jack Chase thought you'd be the most likely person for me to talk to in Wyoming. Ah, don't see what call he had to say that. Of course, I ain't saying I ain't got a story or two. Well, that's what I'm hoping. <laughs> hey! Hey, Cuddle! How goes it, huh? Hey, hey you Grizzlehill. You call up this blue whistler? I ain't seen so much rain since the big one in 74. <laughs> You're going to see more before this one blows over. Huh? Southbound pulled out a couple hours back. Ruth Hockaday says you can't get through the gap anymore tonight. She's flooding all over. Well, I better get them animals fed them. Yeah. I'll see you later. Huh. Well, folks, we uh, ain't got the most comfortable shake down here, but it'll be better than bedding out tonight. Oh, uh, you want to get the coffee? I'll spoon out the grub. Take her over to the table by the fire. Right. Well, I don't mind the rain. It's snow and cold. That's what I don't like. I come from the east. Of course, we get it cold back there, but not like this country. Kendall, the old man say how long we'll be here? Well, I got an idea it'll be the night at least. Well, I ain't staying the night. Well, now, don't get riled up, I ain't riled, I... I ain't staying the night, that's all. Well, if you ain't, mister, you'll be enjoying mighty poor health outside. Listen, old man, I paid for my ticket. Seeing as how you come in on the stage, I figured. A little rain ain't gonna hurt. We figure on making Deadwood. Oh, it doesn't matter, Doc. What do you mean, it doesn't matter? To you? Maybe it doesn't matter to you. From what I understand, the trail is blocked anyway, Mr. Webster. Flooded. We'll have to wait. Not me. How about horses? You want to sell a couple of horses, old man? You call me old man again, Sonny, and I'm going to jump down your throat and gallop your insides out. The name's Hyena Bob. No, I don't want to sell no horses. There ain't no horses to sell. Who are you thinking? It'll only be until morning. Sure, it's not so bad. Now, you eat something, Dunk. You'll feel better. I don't want anything to eat. Now, leave me be, Rose. I, I apologize for him, gentlemen. He's not himself. There's been sickness. Well, no offense to us, ma'am. I'll take him a plate of food, if you'll excuse me. Yes, of course. Oh, there goes a the woman. Kendall, did you ever see it to fail? 
strong female like that has to follow her man around wiping his nose for him. Look at him, sulking in the corner like a whipped kid. Yeah, here's your grub, boys. Oh, where that come from? Thank you. Oh, that looks good. Mmm. Mmm. Tastes good. Oh. Stew's all, just oh. stew. I tell you, just the smell of it makes me so hungry my belly thinks my throat's cut. Do you mind my asking how you make it? <clears throat> well, I don't mind you asking, Kendall, but I'd mind my telling. It's a, it's a secret stew. My old woman made it for me, and her ma taught it to her. And I had to swear I'd never tell how they done it. I ain't broke my words yet. Mm. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> Wonderful. Hey, uh, what's ailing him, the fellow or the woman? Mr. Webster? Oh, I think he's just in a hurry to get to Deadwood, that's all. Uh, that's the trouble these days. Everybody in too much of an all-fired hurry. <laughs> uh, what kind of business are you in, mister? Thompson. Boone Thompson's name. Uh, farm machinery. Well, bust me to Flinderjigs, a hay slayer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, ain't no plow chasers in these parts, Oh, mister. there will be. There will be, Bob. I'm out here from the factory to get things started. What kind of machinery, Mr. Thompson? Oh, plows, harrows, cedars, binders, threshing machines. And only the best. Our factory's back in Illinois. Bob, it's all cattle out here in your territory, but there's too many. The range won't feed them. You'll have to grow fodder. You'll need my machinery to do it. Ah, uh, it's again nature and can't be dead. <laughs> Bringing nesters in. Yeah. I hope I ain't overspoke myself with you, Thompson, but <laughs> them's my no, feelings. No, no, that's all right. You're Don't not you the first. Me, woman. Don't tell me nothing. I say what's right and what's wrong for me, and that's the way it is. All right, Uncle. Now, go on. Just do like I tell you, will you? No man ever talked to me like that before I got through his face. It looked like a dime of the dog meat, I'm telling you. I feel sorry for her. I really do, for a fact. She's coming over. Uh, now, uh, I got to tell you about the time I hauled a load of pussycats from Cheyenne to Deadwood. Yes, sir, that was <laughs> no, something. Uh, hey. Oh, uh, can I get you some more grub, ma'am? No, thank you very much. Uh, I, I was wondering, uh, would you happen to have any whiskey? Whiskey? Uh, I'd be happy to buy it from you. You see, my, my husband isn't feeling good, oh. and I... Sure, well, sure, ma'am. I got a bottle somewhere. I'll, I'll bring it over. Thank you very much. That's all right. Oh, that woman sure is cluttered with trouble. Well, all right, you boys go on with your grub. I'll be right back. That don't seem right. Making his wife ask for liquor for him. I think a man would do his own asking. Uh, well, there might be reasons... But none good, I'd say. Oh, close that door. Ooh-wee. Oh, she's a fence lifter out there. Hey, Bob. Who's that, Colonel? Yeah, that's who. How's about a dish of that hyena stew yard? Uh, sure. Boy, that tapeworm of mine is sure a hollering for fodder. <laughs> Anybody else want a tug of this? She's real coffin varnish. I never touched the stuff myself. <laughs> Kendall, are uh, you Thompson? No, no thank you me. very much. All right. Well, here you are, mister. Thanks so much. Oh, it don't cost. Take a friendly drink. Oh, I, I want the bottle. Ain't got enough for that, mister. Before this night's done and passed, we all might need some. I'll give you five dollars. Well, you want to give me five dollars, I'm obliged, but I ain't giving you no bottle. 
You want a heist one? Go ahead. All right, ten dollars in. It ain't worth no more than a dollar, and you know it. Dunk, please. Now, Rose, shut up, do you hear? Mister, I don't like much I see about you ever since you come in here, and I'm liking it a lot less as we go. Well, I ain't asking your personal opinion, old man. I'm just trying to buy your whiskey. Oh, Mister, your tongue is just a blossoming for the grain. Gentlemen, I... I think we'll all be the better for a drink. What you think don't matter, Kendall. Go sit down. Oh, come on, Mr. Webster. We don't want any trouble. Mr. Kendall's right, Duncan. Have a drink and you'll feel better. Give him one. Please. She looked at us, her face agonized, pleading. It was Hyena Bob who poured the tin mug full of whiskey. And as Webster reached for it, I saw the black snout of a derringer protruding from under his sleeve. Duncan Webster drank his whiskey. I noticed his hand shaking as he put down the empty mug. Now his manner changed completely. He became quieter, apologetic. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry the way I was. It's just... He ain't been feeling good. Yes, that, that's the truth of it. No counting how a man can feel. Times it comes over me myself and I get full of wrath and cabbage. <laughs> well, I'll go clean up them supper things. Well, let me help you. Why, ma'am, I'd take that as a real kindness. All right, Doc? Why, sure. Sure, you you go along. Huh? Sure has been a while since I had woman folk to help me with chore. Well, sit down. Sit down, Mr. Kendall. You want a drink? Yeah, short one. Ooh, fine. Well, I, I guess the old man won't mind if I join you. Good luck. Yeah, yeah. Good luck. <laughs> oh, man, I... I sure do hate the sound of that yowling wind. <laughs> I know what you mean. Do you? Well, how about some cards? Uh, Thompson? Yeah? What, what's the driver's name, Mr. Uh, Cuddle. Oh, Cuddle, uh, how about some cards, you two? Oh, yeah, yeah, sure, I'll play. Something I promised the wife I wouldn't do when I came out west. But, uh, <laughs> of course, I promised her a lot of things. I, I guess what she don't know isn't going to hurt her. <laughs> yeah, here. Have a drink, boys. After a few minutes, Hyena Bob joined us, and we played for about two hours. Mrs. Webster sat by the fire, watching her husband with worried eyes. The bottle of whiskey disappeared, most of it down Webster's throat. Beyond a slight raising of his voice, though, it didn't seem to have much effect on him. I couldn't be sure whether Thompson and Cuttle had noticed the hidden Derringer. If they did, they made no sign. It was Thompson who started to talk about the snow. You know, playing cards like this reminds me of when I was up in Montana a few months ago. Uh-huh. <laughs> Talk about cold. Forty below. Oh. It gets that way. I don't know how a man can live. Come on, let's, let's play cards. Yeah, yeah, in a minute. 
Kendall, you ever been in that kind of cold? No. <laughs> I don't think I'd want to, either. Oh, oh, no. Like if you take a deep breath, everything in your lungs is freezing. Really, I saw what it did to a man once. And I hope uh, I never see any it again. more whiskey? Uh, well, I ain't no hog, mister, but I think you've got enough of that thunder and lightning in you to last a spell. Hey, you, you talk about weather. Well, I've seen cattle froze up against drift fences. Hundreds of them. Standing like statues. Cuddle. We're an even 40 below. Cuddle, it's your deal, isn't it? Huh? Oh, yeah. Have yeah, you yeah, ever been lost in months? the snow? No. I was. No, I haven't. I was. Only a few minutes, but I tell you, I was plenty scared. It was a blizzard, regular blizzard. Couldn't see your hand in Cuddle, front of your no face. Call to shuffle you know, there's no feel them, huh? feeling as lonesome. Yeah. I know. I, I was lost once in a fog. It's as though you're the, the, the last man in the world. What are you doing? No... Are you, you're playing cards. You, you're talking about snow and cold. Why don't you shut up? Don't... Who cares about freezing? Who cares about snow? I ain't hearing you. I, I ain't listening. Don't go out, Duncan. Now, what's he want to go out there and get himself soaked down for? I've got to go with him. No, Mrs. Webster... Maybe he's better off alone. Sure. Uh, cool him off. It's that tarantula juice. Why, ma'am, you ought to have been proud of him holding it the way he does. I seen a man take two drinks of that stuff, and he was reeling around like a blind pup trying to find out where his mama's at. Well, uh, me for some shut, I guess. Yeah. You still got that mangy hound of yours or sleeping on the bunks, hyena? He won't mind your fleas, Cuddle. Uh, well, I'm kind of particular who I breed my fleas with. Good night, ma'am. Good night, Good night Cuddle. Oh, Ain't you got a place for passengers to get some sleep? Oh, sure. Just follow Cuddle, Mr. Thompson. Uh, all right. Uh, ladies' quarters is on the other side of the hanging blanket, ma'am. We don't usually figure to have folks putting over at this stop. Thank you. Good night. Good night, Mr. Good Thompson. Good night. Uh, well, uh, I'll go out and... See, your husband ain't drowned yet, ma'am. Oh, uh, when, when he gets like this, I never cross him. Just gentle him along. He's sick. Oh, I'll do the same. Uh, Bob. Oh, uh, yeah? Bob. Huh? He's got a derringer in his sleeve. I know. I eyeballed it. Well, I ain't worried. Maybe you'd better try and get some sleep, Mrs. Webster. We'll see your husband doesn't drink anymore. I sometimes think he's better off with the drink. You say he's sick? Oh, it ain't nothing for doctor's cure. He wasn't always like that. Not a dark man when he was first married. It's a thing that happened to him once. And he won't talk about it. I guess maybe you can call it some kind of sickness. Is your home in the territory? Oh, it's been no one place for the past three years. Duncan's been a traveling man, one job after another. He don't hold them long. What does he do? Oh, a bit of everything. He's good at most all he tries his hand at, except mining. Now, that's one thing that he just... Well, what are you doing, mister? You trying to make love to my wife? Make Why, love to... Duncan, there's no call to think such oh, a thing. Oh, ain't there? I've seen him giving you the eye in the stage on oh, the way out here. That's no. enough, Webster. Aren't you man enough to find your own woman? I'll go to bed. You'll feel better in the morning. Mister, don't you go telling me oh, what to do here. Oh, stop it! Stop it! Haven't you done enough? 
Enough what? What, Rose? Tonight, everything... No, no, come on. You were, you were going to say something else. Now finish up. Enough what? Let her alone, Webster. Now you feed off your own range, Kendall. I'm talking with my wife. What were you going to say, Rose? No. You don't want to hurt her, Webster. Look, I told you, Mr. I'm sorry, Mrs. Webster. You had to. Hey! Is he dead? No. No, I hit him. Uh, I knew that fella's tongue was long enough to cut his own throat. Better get the derringer off him. Sorry, ma'am, but I'm afraid your husband ain't got sense enough to be carrying a weapon mean as that up his sleeve. Let's put him on the bench. Use my jacket for a pillow, will you, Mrs. Webster? Yes. You know, I never did trust a man with a hit gun like that. Begging your pardon, ma'am. Yes, why does he carry it, Mrs. Webster? He's afraid. Why, he wanted the law after him? Oh, no. No, he's just afraid of something. I don't know what it is. He won't tell me. He just keeps it inside. It makes it like this. I don't know. What do you figure, Kendall? I don't. What's the matter? Webster had an argument. He lost his all. What, he tried to draw on you, Kendall? No, no, no. He's just drunk, Mr. Thompson. Hey, don't either of you say anything. I've been waiting for this chance for a long time. Duncan, why did you do it? Huh? What's she talking about? I don't know. Why? Why did you kill them, Duncan? Cold. Cold, yes. Cold and alone. You were alone? Yes, and what happened? I, I had to. I... You had to what? Hey, you... You let go of me. Hey, let go of me. Help me. Help me. Hey. Let go That's better, Webster. You told them. No, I didn't. I don't know what it is, Duncan. I don't know. What is it, Thompson? I'm a detective. Some people back in Kansas hired me. Folks of a young fellow died up in the Rockies. I've been working for him about two years now. Following this fellow, waiting for proof. What did he do, though? You want to tell him, Webster? I got nothing to tell. He went up with four other boys hunting gold. The story he told when he came back was they got lost, separated from each other. Well, that's true. It's true that that's how it was. Your wife is right here, Webster. You want me to say the rest? Let go. Let go. Don't listen. Get out. Don't listen to him. He's lying, Rose. Get out. What did he do, Mr. Thompson? No, please. Don't say, Mr. Thompson. I'll admit, I'll tell. I killed him. I did. I... I never said, Rose, I couldn't tell you. He's been with me all the time. I, I, I killed him. It, but it was, it was for the gold. The gold, that, that's why. But you told me you were alone. I, I was lying. I, we got lost up there, wandering around, and by accident, we, we found the claim. I, I shot them to keep the claim for myself. What did you do with their bodies? I threw them in a ravine. That, that, that's the way it happened. That's the way, Thompson. Yeah. All right, Webster. That's the way it could have happened. Why didn't you tell me, Dunk? 
I couldn't tell you, Rose. I'm sorry. I... Sorry, Rosie. I, I just couldn't help it. I... We were lost in the cold. I, I didn't know what I was doing, Rose. I, I dream every night. I, I dream it so bad I, I want to die. Maybe you'll be better off when you do, Webster. Next morning, the storm had passed. Thompson took his prisoner and Mrs. Duncan and started for Deadwood on a long trip back to Kansas. Hyena Bob and I watched the stage disappear down the road. When it was out of sight, he said, I tell you, Kendall, life is short and full of blisters. Frontier Gentlemen was written, produced, and directed by Anthony Ellis and stars John Daner as J.B. Kendall. Featured in the cast were Joseph Kearns, Stacey Harris, Vivi Janis, Lawrence Dobkin, and William Lally. Music was composed and conducted by Wilbur Hatch. Join us again next week for another report from the Frontier Gentlemen. John Wald speaking. This is the CBS Radio Network. Well, there you have it. That was Frontier Gentlemen. And the name of that episode was The Cannibal. It was first broadcast May 11th, 1958. You know, it's interesting. I was not familiar with William Lolly. And so I looked him up. It's, his last name is spelled L-A-L-L-Y. And according to uh, the Internet Movie Database... William Lawley, who I'm sure is the same actor, died in 1956 or 57. And I don't remember which one it was. But anyway, it was before 1958, which was the date of this episode of The Cannibal uh, or A Frontier Gentleman. So this one was first broadcast May 11th, 1958. And uh, it says that he died prior to that. I don't know how he could do that. So somebody's mistaken someplace. But he apparently did more work in uh, movies than he did uh, on radio, or at least, of course, the movie database. That's about all they would really give you. I, I did see on um, the old-time old radio download website that he had about 20 or 30 radio credits. So uh, he was somewhat prolific. But anyway, I wasn't, wasn't familiar with William Lawley. Pretty good cast in that one, and it was a pretty good episode.
is going to do it for Thursday, uh, June the 10th, 2021. Hope you enjoyed our old-time radio western. Frontier Gentleman was a great show. I just wish it would have been on longer. And some of the scripts were just tremendous. In fact, some of my favorite episodes are among some of the best radio shows I think were ever produced uh, in, in the dramatic genre or western genre, any genre as far as old-time radio uh, uh, plays go. Anyway, we're going to boogie on out of here. We will be back with you on the weekend, and we will have an archive show, and we look forward to uh, uh, seeing you then. We're going to go out tonight with a top song, one of the top songs from 1958. It was by the Olympics, and it's uh, very fitting as a closing song for our old-time radio western. (laughs) This is Bob Bro. Hope you have a great weekend, everybody. I'm so glad you stopped by. And I am so glad you met me. Oh, mm-hmm.